The Weekend Wager with Anita Marks starts now. What's up, what's up? It is Weekend Wager here on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. A lot happening right now. Let's be honest. Um, man, uh, what what a time. Let's, uh, in, in all seriousness, like, especially yesterday, could 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 yesterday been any better think about it you had a thursday night football game uh with of course cleveland um going up against uh why am i drawing a blank in regard to who they play it was cleveland and why am i drawing a blank jake what (laughs) what is wrong with me people um jacob who there we go denver thank you very much thank you thank you for saving me so cleveland and denver um i had cleveland Last night, I liked them minus one, minus one and a half in some places. Uh, I believed in Case Keenum. Now reports and the talk surrounding the uh, Cleveland Browns is, should they just roll with Case Keenum moving forward? Baker Mayfield needs to have surgery on that torn labrum. Does he need to shut it down and have that surgery and move forward with Case Keenum? So that'll be a storyline, of course, throughout uh, not just next week, but until a decision is made, we'll see what happens. So you had that. You had MLB playoffs. You had the NBA in action. You had hockey. I want to say somebody had told me that it was the it was that, that was only the, the like in in the history of the world, right? Like that was only the twentieth time in the history of the world that you had all four sports active and attractive in one day. Um, which is really, just really, really cool. All right, so where do we stand right now? Um, you've got the Astros and the Boston Red Sox going at it. Astros up 1-0, and uh, it is uh, top of the sixth, two outs. Uh, Garcia is dealing. A little over five innings. He's got seven strikeouts, and, uh, and, and he, he's <laughs> no hitter, man. No hitter. <laughs> Talk about a guy who... Let's be honest, Garcia has been struggling this postseason. Was not sure. Actually, I was I was like, I was teetering. I was borderline going to take the under in strikeouts for Garcia tonight. Good thing I did it. Uh, because obviously the Astros expected this from him. Really weren't you really weren't sure what you were gonna get from him. There was a lot of talk and speculation that he was gonna be on a short leash. No need. Uh, because again, he is dealing tonight as the Astros are up 1-0 against the Red Sox. If the Astros, well, then they advance to the World Series. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, so this is a good one. I actually, I had the Astros in five. Uh, I had Astros in, in in the first five innings, and also I have the Astros on the money line. So um, I'm obviously rooting for the Astros uh, to uh, to take this home. Uh, in regard to the NBA. Let's get you up to up to speed on some of the scores and what's going on. Um, I'm currently in the process of watching uh, the Nets as they take on the 76ers. They were down, came back. Basketball is a game of runs. Sure enough, they had a big one. They came back. They're up right now 114 to 109 with 10 seconds left. Harden on the line shooting free throws. So I'll keep you posted. Looks like the Nets are going to get their first victory. Of course, they looked really sluggish and not so great against the Bucks in in game one, but uh, they solidified the deal here in game two against the 76ers. Keep in mind, Embiid came into this game uh, with his knee not 100%. I'm, I'm looking here. I want to see uh, what his uh, rebounding. So Embiid, eight rebounds tonight. Th- that was key for me, you know, um, I played the under here, and the under was I want to say 226. So if it's right now they're at 220, 223 <laughs> with 10 seconds left. See, this is th- this is what gambling is about, right? Like, got and, and again we've got Brian and Jacob who are producing the show back in in the city. So guys, this is really and. I'm I'm really excited to have Richard Schwartz on with us. He's the CEO of Play Sugar House, and one of the questions that I'm going to ask him tonight is, like, who are these odds makers? Like, to me, odds makers have to be the most brilliant people in the world, 
Because again, the over under tonight was 226. And this Nets and 76ers game is hanging on by a thread at 223 with 10 seconds left. And I played the under. I mean, like, right? Doesn't that just boggle your mind sometimes? Like, who sets these odds? Like, how do they? It's like a part of me feels like they've got a crystal ball. Don't you feel that way sometimes? No? Anyone? Jacob, Brian, are you guys there? Yeah, sure. Sometimes I do. Um, I feel like... I think when I first started like learning about gambling, I was like, "How do they come up with these lines? Like, some things are like, do they have it fixed, or something that they see into the future? Like, I don't know. You tell me, Anita. I that's what I'm saying. I well, we're actually I'll, who's going to tell? Richard Schwartz, CEO of Play Sugar House, uh, is is going to tell us. That's how. I just. I honestly, I, I believe that they're some of the smartest human beings on the planet. Um, you know, a lot of them have uh, created algorithms. Uh, they're, they're, you know, they, they cover sports. They follow sports uh, m- better than anyone else. So, oh, 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 and game over. And the under hits. <laughs> yes. Over under 226. Uh, the final 114-109. The Nets win. Uh, Also, my favorite prop bet heading into this game was Patty Mills over two and a half three-pointers was seven for seven in game one. Tonight, three for three. Patty Mills is 10 for 10 from downtown in two games this season. Keep an eye on that bad boy prop bet all season long. Man, I'm going to take that to the bank. So, uh, Nets under and Patty Mills over three pointers hit. Um, winner, winner, chicken dinner for me, that's for sure. Uh, Knicks, they take care of the magic 121 to 96. Uh, the other bet that I liked here was um, RJ Barrett over 20 and a half points, and he only had seven on the night, which is pretty disappointing. He played 47 minutes in game one for the Knicks, only 25 tonight. So, uh, so I lost there. But um, but I'm just I'm just I'm still excited about the fact that the Nets hit the, the Nets under hit uh, live on air. That's good stuff. So some other NBA scores out there tonight. Um, you've got uh, about four minutes left in the fourth. The Bulls up on the Pelicans, one nineteen to ninety nine. Um, Rockets up on the Thunder. With about three minutes left in the fourth, 114 to 89. Uh, Nuggets and Spurs. Nuggets up on the Spurs, uh, 53 to 50. That's at the half. Hornets took care of the Cavaliers tonight. Wizards took care of the Pacers in OT overtime. And the Raptors beat the Celtics, 115. Um, The final score was 115 to 83. Now, you've got the Suns and the Lakers. Uh, they're uh, they're about that. Well, actually, they're ten minutes in. I need to refresh my page. They uh, they tipped off. Uh, my play here was I like the Suns tonight. The Lakers. Uh, it's it's going to take a minute. Let's be honest. It's going to take a minute for Westbrook and for that crew to kind of gel, come together. If you can still, well, actually, they haven't tipped off yet uh, because the Nets game went longer than I guess than expected. So if you can get that bet in, I like the Suns on the money line. Hashtag Run Don't Walk. You want to lay it. A number of reasons. Suns coming in, they're a lot healthier than the Lakers are. Lakers got a a laundry list of guys that are going to be inactive tonight. Also, you know, it, again, it's it's going to take a minute for Westbrook and this this big three and LeBron to kind of gel and to come into their own. Uh, their bench was outscored fifty five to twenty eight in Game One against the Golden State Warriors. But this is what happens when you spend all this money, you bring in the big three, and you don't have a lot of money, and you don't you don't have a lot of depth or quality depth um, off the bench, and especially not only that, but a number of the guys off the bench are injured. So you can't afford any injuries either. So I do like the Suns tonight. I also like the over in three-pointers for LeBron. This Lakers team, um, they're, uh, I think they're going to be a lot more aggressive in regard to three-point shooting this year as well. And you've got the Jazz and the Kings. Those are your two late games. So 
Um, throughout the show, I will keep you. Uh, I will keep you posted on what's going on in uh, with the Major League Baseball game as well. Um, and Houston up on the Boston Red Sox 1-0 as Garcia is dealing right now. And just to confirm, oh, he did. He gave. He did give up a hit in the six. So uh, it is bottom of the six now. But Astros are still up 1-0. Okay. Uh, so just to get you up to speed, when we get back, Mike Reese is going to join us. Mike Reese, who covers the Patriots. Uh, let's dive into some NFL. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share, break down the show with you as well. So we've got Mike Reese, who's going to be joining us. He covers the Patriots. We'll talk about the Patriots-Jets game. I'll give you some plays. I really like the under in that game, but uh, before I commit to it, I want to talk to Mike Reese and, and get an update on what's going on with the Patriots. Um also, like I said, Richard Schwartz, CEO of Play Sugar House, is going to join us for a number of reasons. One, I want to pick his brain on odds makers. Number two, Connecticut became legal in regard to sports gambling this week, and it's an exciting thing. More and more states are, are jumping on board. New York, stop being so 2000 and late. Get with the program. So Richard Schwartz from Play Sugar House to join us as well in this Top of the hour, 11 o'clock, Dave Behrman will join us. He oversees all our gambling content at ESPN. He'll share with us his NFL picks heading into week seven. Um, also, Mike Clay and I, as always, we host a podcast talking about NFL prop bets that we like heading into week seven. I will play that for you on the show as well. And Aaron Schatz from um, Oddsmakers is going to join us as well. And uh, we'll dive into some of both of our our favorite plays uh, in week seven. So a lot of NFL talk. I'll keep you up to speed on what's going on with this Astros Boston Red Sox game. Again, like we know Astros win, they advance to the world series waiting to see who they take on, whether it's Atlanta or the Dodgers. And then of course um, it's, it's, it's an exciting time, man. We got basketball, baseball weeks, week seven of the NFL season. Hockey is at it right now. So, a lot to talk about, a lot to get to. Anita Marks with you. You're listening to Week in Wager here on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports right here on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you on this Friday night. It is Week in Wager, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. Without, without further ado... Mike Reese joins us on the show. He does a phenomenal job, as always, uh, covering the Patriots as uh, the Jets get ready to come off of a bye week, head to Foxborough, and Zach Wilson taking on, of course, Bill Belichick and his son defensively. But uh, first and foremost, Mike, I I'm really curious. Mac Jones put on a clinic, a uh, really unbelievable performance against the Dallas Cowboys, and especially in overtime. You know what I mean? Like tossing an interception, getting knocked down, getting up, brushing himself off, playing really well uh, in, in, in overtime as well. Really, really great performance. How does he and how does this team kind of like pick themselves up to really refocus and get ready to take on this Jets team on Sunday? Yeah, Anita, you've hit at the storyline of the week, you know, for the Patriots. That, that loss really stings. And, you know, some losses you can accept in terms of, hey, the other team played better than you, or you just didn't have it that day. For the Patriots, that game was right there for them, and they couldn't close it out. So what they talked about was taking two days after that loss, Monday, Tuesday, sort of get their treatment, recoup, come back on Wednesday, and have a good attitude, put it behind them, because they knew there was nothing they could do at that point, and they sort of talked about getting locked in on the Jets, a team coming off the bye and trying to catch up to them from a preparation standpoint and refill that tank. Not easy to do. That's the challenge for them this week. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Mac Jones, again, uh, really, you know, throws that interception, gets knocked down, of course, brushes himself off, comes back, comes back in, completes some good passes. What has been the maturation process for him in, in, in your analysis of it? You know, is, is, it, is it great coaching? Is it becoming more familiar with the system? You know, it's not like he's working with outstanding, with all due respect to the players that are on this roster, Mike, but it's not like he's working with, like, you know, you, one would argue that he doesn't have, a, like, a legit number one wide receiver on this roster, right? So 
you know, what, what, what has been the development process here? Well, so Anita, I would say first, uh, all the above to everything you said. And, um, and I, would, I just want to go back to one other thing. You mentioned in, in last week's game how he got knocked down. Um, I want to sort of rephrase it. He got absolutely annihilated by Randy yeah. Gregory coming off <laughs> yes. the edge. And, I mean, th- yeah, there's getting knocked down, and then there's getting, like, something else knocked out of you, if you will. And, and, and for him to get up and keep going – that reflects a level of toughness that has earned him an unbelievable measure of respect from his teammates. And so we can go down the list of things that, you know, Mac Jones has done to sort of establish his standing with the Patriots as a rookie. But that to me is, is number one atop the list. Uh, very, very impressive from a toughness standpoint, physically and mentally. Absolutely. So, um, you know, let, let's focus on the game ahead, and that is the Jets, who, as we know, they're coming off of a bye. So now, you know, Zach Wilson, who's had a difficult start to the season, of course, has now had a good two weeks to prepare for Bill Belichick, and we all know the storyline, right? Bill Belichick and, and you know, how he is uh, and how difficult it is to for, for rookie quarterbacks to walk away with a victory, especially heading up to Foxborough. So uh, your, your thoughts on this team? And, uh, and, and how they're preparing for Zach Wilson and the Jets this week. Well, so, Anita, one thing I'd say about the Patriots is they have played up or down to the level of their competition through the first six weeks of the season. Like, we saw them almost beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. We saw them almost beat uh, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. But we've also seen them struggle to beat Davis Mills and the Houston Texans. We've, we've seen them struggle and lose to beat Tua and the Dolphins, uh, Jameis Winston and the Saints, for that matter. So I think all the history, you know, Bill Belichick against rookie quarterbacks, uh, what the Patriots have done in the past, I think you sort of toss that out the window. And you focus on what we've seen from the 2021 Patriots. And it's a team that's trying to find itself. And this is a huge, huge game for a Patriots team that is 0-4 at home. Think about that, Anita. You come up to Foxville, this used to be one of the toughest places to come in and get a win. They are 0-4 this year. So it, I wouldn't put it past the Jets or anyone to come in here right now and beat the Patriots. So anything but a given is sort of my viewpoint from the Patriots based on what we've seen so far. Uh, I, I hear that for sure. Uh, again, Mike Reese joining us here on 98.7 ESPN, uh, as always, does a phenomenal job uh, covering the Patriots all season long. Uh, in regard to uh, this defense, uh, there's there's a lot of injuries. I'm, I'm looking here, a lot of, uh, you know, questionable, questionable um, guys that are on IR. How healthy is this defense coming into this game this week? Banged up defense, Anita, and, and they played over 80 plays last week against the Cowboys. So in overtime, they had, they, they got, you know, all, they emptied the tank. And so to me, if you're the Jets, and you look at this, you got your top slot cornerback, Jonathan Jones, for the Patriots, not going to play in this game due to an ankle injury. Um, they promoted someone from the practice squad already, Miles Bryant. To me, that's the formula. If you're the Jets, you, gotta, you can throw. You can throw on this defense if you can protect Zach Wilson or if Zach can extend the play, keep it alive, and you know find his way downfield better than he did in week two when he threw four interceptions, three or four of which I would say were unforced errors, right? Like that, that just were bad decisions, I thought, by Zach. So to me, a banged-up defense, uh, especially in the secondary, shorthanded, that would be the area I think the Jets have a chance to exploit. Uh, before we let you go, um, any chance as we get closer to the trade deadline for the NFL, you know, right now, you know, there's, you know, our, our good friend Bill Barnwell, you know, there's a lot of articles out there in columns being posted. These players potentially could be traded before the trade deadline, you know, teams that are looking to add a, a, a certain player to kind of take them to the next level or realizing, hey, listen, it's not in our cards this season. Let's wave the white flag. Let's see what we can get. As we know, the Patriots, one of the most, um, you know, uh, creative and intelligent teams in the league in what they're able to do and, and how they work personnel. What do you think this team does as we get closer to the trade deadline? 
Well, I think you hit on a really interesting point, Anita, as you often do. I tip my cap to you because I think <laughs> this week, no, for real, Anita, I think this week is going to tell us. Like, if they lose to the Jets, and I know people think I'm crazy even bringing up that possibility, like, they could be sellers at the trade deadline for the first time that I can remember under mm-hmm. Bill Belichick. Now, if they, if they beat the Jets, which, you know, they're favored to do, then I think either uh, scenario is in play. But um, so to me, I think this game is huge, specific to that question. And, you know, you mentioned Bill Barnwell. He does a great job over at ESPN.com. He suggested a trade with the Jaguars uh, where the Patriots would part with Nikhil Harry, the number one pick, uh, 32nd overall from 2019, uh, sending him down to Jacksonville. Like something like that I could certainly see. Or with the, you know, teams around the league looking for offensive line help, if the Patriots determine that, you know, this season isn't going to be where it, go where they want it to go, I could see them dealing maybe one of their interior linemen, like a Shaq Mason for a team, uh, the right guard for a team that might be able to take on his salary. So those are, those are the dynamics that I see in play. Um, when it comes to the Patriots and the trade deadline as we get closer to that. Interesting, and I, I think you're right. I think a, a lot of it will will dictate what happens uh, this Sunday against the Jets. Uh, Mike, always great having you on. Last thing for you, how do you give, give me your game script. How do you see this game playing out? Who's the winner? What, what happens on Sunday? Well, so, Anita, one of the things that stood out to me studying the Jets is how much they've struggled in the first quarter and really in the first half of games, and I'm sure – you guys have been all over that, um, you know, throughout the season. Yeah, they so have not me, scored, right? They haven't, watch- they haven't scored one point in the first haven't quarter. Scored. Right, right, right. Haven't scored. The, the, last, the last team, I think, to do that through the first six games of the season at, at this point was like the 2008 Lions, um, you know, who I, I don't think they won a game if I have that right, you know, or if I have the year right on the Lions. Um, so, so that to me is what I'm going to watch for, Anita. Can the Patriots get on them early, which other teams have done? And if they don't, like, I see this game coming down to the wire like pretty much every other Patriots game this season. Mike, great stuff as always. Uh, enjoy, enjoy your weekend, and uh, we'll talk soon, my friend. Sounds great, Anita. Thanks for having me. Welcome back to Weekend Wager. We've got a very special guest who's joining us, and that is the CEO of Play Sugar House, which is pretty cool. Richard Schwartz joining us now. Richard, hi. How you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm I'm great. I'm great. I'm th- I'm sure the people in Connecticut listening to the show are great as well. Congratulations, finally, Connecticut not being 2000 and late, getting with the program, man. So, uh, kind of talk about how you know Play Sugar House and gambling now online gambling has uh, has now taken over Connecticut. It's got to be an exciting time. It's historical. It's super exciting. We put a lot of effort and time into it. Uh, it's amazing that Connecticut is launching when it has, you know, well ahead of New York, it appears, and or def- definitely has happened that way. And it's a exciting time. There's only three sites, and we're one of them, and we're very excited to be able to bring our brand of user experience, high-quality customer service, wide range of betting options, in-game betting, streaming of all kinds of bets so you can watch and bet at the same time. It's just a really, really exciting time. No, no denying that. I, I mean, New Jersey, it was just you know, spread like wildfire. It, it's it's funny. Somebody was telling me on Sundays, the Starbucks by, you know, the, the train station and the path station, so many people who make their way out of New York City, Richard, to come to New Jersey and to put their bets in in New Jersey, the Starbucks in New Jersey near the public transportation systems are are hustling on Sunday morning because there's so many people who are traveling here to get their pet their bets in. So with that being some said, some people don't even make it. No, no, go some ahead. Some people don't even make it across the bridge. The yeah, I mean, it, they get stuck no, at the end of the bridge. They don't make it to Starbucks. It's crazy. It's great. So with that being said, like, and and you might not have an answer to this, but like, what's the time? Like, when is to? It, it's unbelievable to me that New York and Connecticut are like with the program. When does New York get into the program? Funny you should say that. I just issued a letter last week to the groups that did. We were one of them, and we're excited to uh, to see where things unwind the next week or two. They're looking to try to get something launched by the end of the football season. Of course, Connecticut is beating uh, them to the punch and, and ready now. So it's an exciting time. And uh, you know, we we're, were one of the first. Uh, we're one of the leaders in New Jersey. Play Sugar House brand's been there for a long time, and so we're super excited to be in, in Connecticut and hope to be in New York as well. 
let's let's talk about your product, right? Like, uh, and obviously, you know, you're the CEO. You're you're gonna sell it better than most. You know, what what makes your product so unique, so special, so good, Richard? I like it that our peers in our industry vote us best casino operator of the year, best mobile operator of the year. We want all kinds of awards and recognition. So, of course, as a CEO, you want to believe your product's great, but the players speak. And what I'm most proud of is just the two years in a row winning best customer service of the year award. A lot of the sites don't offer high-quality customer service, but we really integrated and, and specialize in reducing friction from a user. So when they sign up, things are easy to use. It works slow. It works seamlessly. And this product experience is great. What we're really good at, I would say, is, a payment when you win. We have a we have a, a cash out feature that approves over eighty percent of cash outs in real time. This is unheard of in the industry. Other sites make you wait three or four days typically, and then often players cancel and they and they don't they don't withdraw. We say, hey, we want to earn the player trust. We let the players do what they want to do. We get the players flexibility and choice to manage their account, and so that's really unique. We also have a thing called a bonus store. You earn loyalty points to redeem it for things like odds boost, uh, free bets, profit boost, all kinds of edge. We don't just say to players, hey, we're going to give you one game that you can use it on. We let the players use it on whatever they want on the site. Uh, we also have in-game betting is really our strength. Uh, over half our bets on most days are happening in-game, especially during games like uh, NBA. Uh, we have all tennis streams. Uh, a lot of bets like sports like that, baseball as well, a lot of pitch-by-pitch. Pitch. Um, football, we have things like on the drive, what's going to happen, instant bets on that are sort of exciting to be able to get through in the middle of the game. And so I think the, the betting between the whistle and whistle is really something we specialize in. And the experience we offer for players is really opening up a whole new world of entertainment. Because now when you're watching the games, you have ways to stay engaged the whole time. Yeah, listen, uh, for somebody who's on I'm, on, I'm on a variety of platforms. And the reason why is, A, you know, who's going to give me the best odds? But also, B, you know, certain bets, certain opportunities uh, that that exist on on certain platforms uh, more so than that don't exist on others. So you know, it's 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 a competitive business right now, and so uh, it's 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 really good to hear that Play Sugar House is is you know is is in front of that curve. Before we let you go, um, I have, you know, it's, it's interesting. I have a lot of people who call into the show who ask, like, you know, it's so, it's so uncanny sometimes, right? Like, for example, last week, last Thursday, I had the Philadelphia Eagles over 22 and a half team total points. Well, they ended up with 22. I, so, you know, who are these odds? Like, like, if you can give us some insight in regard to, like, the odds makers, right? Like, where they come from? Sure. Are, they the, are they the smartest people in the world? You know, did they create their own they algorithms? They're extremely smart and passionate and dedicated, and they're using all kinds of algorithms, just scraping data from every site in the in the universe. And they are watching specialists in every sport who are trying to get as close as they can. Obviously, things like NFL, you see a lot less spread on because so many of the algorithms lead us very similar spread. Uh, but some of the lesser known sports, you might see more variation in. Uh, certainly, something we specialize a lot in is tennis. Uh, we like to give our players a, um, you know, lots of information and advice. We have all kinds of betting tips on the site. We have someone like James Blake, a former, you know, top player in the U.S., who's the analyst for ESPN and uh, on the Tennis Channel, doing all kinds of insights on a, you know, about the events, who's looking good from his analysis. And so we're trying to really provide as much information as we can. But we do have these talented folks who are just they're sports nerds, they're sports gurus, they're people that just spend every living minute thinking about sports and they're the ones that really create the odds and, and modify them because in real time every minute you're updating the odds so by the third quarter you're still interested because you have a chance to figure out what's going to happen and even in a blowout game you have a chance to still bet on what the result of the last uh, quarter is going to be so i think that in-game betting is really revolutionizing betting it's not like it used to be in vegas where you bet before the game started and you left and then you came back you know to cash in hopefully now it's all in-game real-time and exciting and we have early cash out features that are that are very popular and like i said our in-game betting engine works extremely well it's extremely reliable and i think it's one of the reasons why we've been growing market share across the country love it all right let's end on this uh i, I know you're so, a little birdie told me that you're a raiders fan raiders are one of my favorite plays this week i like the raiders at home minus three against philadelphia i thought they'd wave the white towel after you know the the poop show that happened last week with John Gruden, but they didn't. They proved me wrong. Now Eagles, they looked horrible, like I said, horrible last week. Now they got to travel across the country, and I think Derek Carr is putting on a, a really good season. Um, I shared this earlier. You know, n- number one quarterback in the NFL, Richard, in uh, completion percentage of explosive passing plays. So um, I-, I like the Raiders this week. That's that's one of my favorite plays. What, what's your favorite play heading into Week Seven? 
I have to come on the Raiders because I'm a fan, and you know, you don't, but I, I agree with you. And I think Jacobs uh, made a comment in the new media about how it looks more relaxed on the sideline a little bit, and maybe relaxing that team because they've been playing well uh, in the last couple of games. But uh, I, I think the, the game of the week, obviously, in your region is going to be you know the, the rookies, right? Mac Jones against Zach Wilson. I think you. Uh, you know, you're talking about maybe throwing some interceptions by Zach Wilson. That seems a pretty likely scenario to happen. Uh, but I think the Jets game uh, against the Patriots and Foxborough is one to uh, keep an eye on. And I think some of those player props in that game will be fun to bet on. Yeah, like Zach Wilson over interceptions. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> against, <laughs> exactly. against, against Bill Belichick and, and his son. Uh, anyway, Richard, a pleasure having you on. Uh, thank you so much. Much success to uh, Play Sugar House for sure. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Anita. Great talking to you. All right. Great insight for those who want to know, you know, how, how, how do these operations really work? Uh, again, you're, uh, you're listening to Week in Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you, 98.7 ESPN. It is Week in Wager here on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports, without further ado, David Behrman joins us here. Uh, as always, I like to call him our gatekeeper. He oversees all things gambling uh, with uh, our content on ESPN. David, good evening. Hey, how you doing? I'm great. I had the under in the Nets game. I had the over in three-pointers for Patty Mills. Right now, I've got the Suns, who are up 47-38. I- I'm- <laughs> Maybe I need to just stick to, to NBA. <laughs> and guess what? Guess what? What? Gambling's legal in Connecticut now. I sat here I all know. I, I know I we just all night long with my FanDuel app, my Sugar House <laughs> app, my DraftKings app, and I compared lines. It was like going shopping at Target for the great greatest price out there. Is it, isn't it great? Isn't it great? Isn't it like like you know life? It's so funny. You just mentioned Sugar House. We just had the CEO of Play Sugar House on with us, Richard Schwartz. And we were just talking about that, um, how Connecticut, man, in Connecticut, it's legal, how exciting it is. It's an exciting time for uh, sports gambling. Just New York's got to get get on the ball now. I mean, like, can you, I mean, they can do, we just. They what? do. It, it's, 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 it's amazing that they're letting that much money. We're talking about New Jersey brought in a billion dollars in revenue last month and new york is watching that money go right over the hudson river every single day so isn't it amazing um, we no longer we no longer have to drive all the way to jersey from connecticut or find (laughs) someone shady to bet with and and take their lines because you have no other choice right now i literally have been sitting here all night playing with the three apps trying to figure out what i'm going to do for college football tomorrow and then i'll do it all again for sunday's nfl it's fantastic price shopping. i know great. i know all the promos all the odd boosts it's fun life is good see now now you know now you know the world i've been living in for the past two to three years so um i mean it's yeah. great and give give massive credit to all the books including sugar house for 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 getting people involved and I mean, all of us think we're geniuses because our accounts have just grown over the last three days with all the freebies they're giving us. I'm sure the weekend will be a nice reality check that gambling isn't free and sports betting isn't exactly as easy as it seemed the last couple of days. But we're having fun in the meantime. Oh, we're having a blast. We are having a blast. Um, it's great. Uh, can you? But can you just, like, what world do we live in that Connecticut it's legal, New Jersey it's legal, New York it's not? Like, can we just marinate in that for a minute? Like, what, what is that about? <laughs> Like the greatest I mean, city in the world, and it's in like, geez, like get it, get with the program, man. It's unbelievable. Anyway, I, uh, let's go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say it, it, it's. I can't see the color, but it's red tape and red tape, red tape, red tape. That's what's stopping it. So you gotta gotta get past that. Uh, let's let's dive into week seven of the NFL season, and you and I are on uh, one of the plays that I really like, and that's the Colts plus four. Um, in in Las Vegas, taking on uh, wait no 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 I'm sorry that's not the that where where the, why am I there we go in San I knew it was on the West Coast somewhere the Colts in San Francisco uh, Trey Lance has been ruled out already because of a knee so Jimmy Garoppolo you know he, he has not been able to stay healthy I know he's coming off of a bye hopefully that calf will stay healthy for him because I don't even who's their third string quarterback I don't even know. 
<laughs> to, to me, this is more to me. You know, I made this pick with, with, with deciding that it didn't even matter who San Francisco was going to throw that at a quarterback. It's more about the Colts to me. And you've got to give this team credit after that heartbreaking loss on Monday night two weeks ago to get off the mat and then and go out there. And I know it was the Texans, but they didn't just skimp by the Texans. They beat them down and beat them down early. And you look at that offense, and Jonathan Taylor's got over 400 yards combined rushing and receiving and five touchdowns over the last three games. Carson Wentz, who everybody thought was done and buried, and they said he needed a, a you know a scenery change. So he goes from Philly to Indy, and he gets off to a horrible start. And here's Carson Wentz, injures both ankles, and nothing's changed for him. Well, he's been awesome lately. And you're talking about finding his groove, Nearly 70% of his pass completion, six touchdowns, no picks. The offense is rolling. The Colts are good. And, and quite frankly, you're facing a 49ers team that I haven't believed in from the beginning. And I didn't like them two years ago, even though they came within two minutes of winning a Super Bowl. A lot of injuries last year. They got more injuries this year. And, you know, they're, they're, they're laying points at home, Anita. And they're 0-7 they're against the spread as a home favorite the last two seasons. And 3-14-2 under Kyle Shanahan as a home favorite. So, I'm in on the Colts. I know you're in on the Colts, and I actually might play them to win outright. I just simply think they're the better team here. Yeah, and I like that they're getting four. By the way, Nate Sudfeld. That that would be that's sure. who your that's who the backup quarterback is going to be um, on Sunday against. I'm pretty the Colts. sure so, he wore aqua and orange at one point in his career. I'd have to go to Wikipedia, but I'm pretty sure he was a dolphin at some point. Maybe practice really? squad, but at some point. Really, I didn't. I thought he was. So. I know. I know he was with the Eagles. I. I, I didn't. I, I. I. never. I didn't know that he was with the Dolphins. Um, I don't know. They've had. They've had four hundred different quarterbacks since Marino. <laughs> you just. Right. You just don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about the Washington Football Team. Their defense has to be probably one of the biggest disappointments this season in the NFL, and uh, they are in Lambo taking on the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay favored by eight. I'm actually using this as a two-team six-point teaser. It's probably my favorite play this week, teasing the Packers down to minus two and then aligning that with the Jets in the Patriots game. We're going to get into that in just a second. But tell me all the reasons why you like the Packers. I mean, I, I've been on the show a couple of weeks in a row, and, and even in the preseason, I, I was touting the Packers to win the North. I still think they win the North. It was one of my favorite plays before the season started. And after that first game against New Orleans, I'm going to throw that out the door. They're 5-0 and with one of the highest cover percentages in the league the last five weeks against the spread. Um, been winning by over a touchdown per game, impressive road wins in Cincinnati and Chicago. And you mentioned it a second ago, the Washington defense has just been horrific. And everybody thought that that defense – was going to be good enough to potentially let Washington win the division. Well, that's not going to happen. Their defense is 29th in football outsiders DVOA, 31st in total yards, and dead last in pass defense and scoring, averaging over 300 pass yards and 31 points per game this season. Do you think Aaron Rodgers enjoyed his win over Chicago last week? What do you think it's going to do to a Washington defense, which is the worst in football? I don't think this one's close. I like your idea of the teaser, but I'm going to go ahead and lay the eight and a half. I'm also going to take the team total over 29 and a half. Washington is allowing 31 points per game to average offenses. Imagine what's going to happen when Green Bay at home rolls up against that defense. Yeah, I, it's 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 really unbelievable. I, you know, I, I picked Washington to win the division. I thought their defense was going to be a lot better than what we've seen, and, and sure enough, it uh, it it has it has not been. Um, by the way, I'm, I'm sitting here watching the uh, I'm watching the Lakers and uh, Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis just got into a a, a, a physic, like a, a physical fight uh, on the bench. Alter King altercation i know we're, we're, i mean we're, we're two games in we're two ga- and they're like you know anyway uh, watch watch the i'm sure it'll be on on sports center later on tonight uh last but not least like i said um you know why not let's talk about this patriots jets game jets coming off of a bye they've had two weeks to prepare but still it's a lar- large sample size and we know how rookie quarterbacks do not fare well against Belichick and, of course, his son now is defensive coordinator, especially in, in Foxborough with those fans that I'm sure are pretty ticked off uh, that the Patriots lost in overtime to the Dallas Cowboys. So, like I said, I'm using this as a two-team six-point teaser with the Patriots, and I'm going to tease the Patriots down to minus one along with the Green Bay Packers. How are you playing this game? 
sometimes when when you're researching a game, you don't have to go very far to find some information that helps you. And these two teams played each other in week two. The, the over-under was 43. It was one of the picks I gave out on this show and in our column. Under 43, Zach Wilson threw four picks, gave New England a short field all day long, and, and the total still was 25-6. to six. New England couldn't score with all those turnovers. The Jets were absolutely horrific, and yes, they've been better since then. They, you know, they won a game against Tennessee, and they've had some offense. And you know, for those who may have tuned in briefly to watch New England versus Dallas and saw all the fireworks of the fourth quarter, keep in mind that, that New England only had 14 points with six minutes left in the game, and seven of those points were handed to them on the first drive of the game when Dallas went for on fourth down and missed and gave New England, you know, 35 yards to score. So the New England offense didn't do as much as that final score showed. Obviously, at the 75-yard touchdown, you had the back and forth the last few minutes of the game. It's still an offense that ranks in the bottom half of football in almost every single category. And on the flip side, you have the New York Jets, who are even worse on offense than the Patriots ranking 31st in yards and rushing 20th and passing and dead last averaging 13.4 points per game. And they've broken 20 each of the last two weeks. I don't see either team having a lot of offense in this game. It didn't happen in week two and it's not going to happen tomorrow. Um, and, and I'm going to take the under, I think 42 and a half is a good price. And this, this smells like a 20 to 10 game that you just want to hold your nose and not watch. I know all of <laughs> New England and New York could be watching it anyway. I'm going to go find some TV in the corner of Buffalo Wild Wings to watch my crappy Dolphins and Falcons. But for those watching, the Patriots and Jets don't expect a lot of points in this one. Uh, There's there's really not a lot of great football matchups on the slate this week. Let's be honest. Like, you know, to me, the the, the best game is Cincinnati at at Baltimore, and that's a 1 o'clock game, right? Like, uh, that's better than – Well, we have three point spreads that are like – three point spreads that are like 13 or more right right off the bat that tells you it's not a great week and some of the closest point spreads are dolphins falcons and some of the crap like that so yeah not a great week but it is the nfl and there will be teams winning and losing and you of course can bet on it now legally in connecticut if i didn't mention before so um i I do i just don't think a lot of points are going to be scored here and so i would play the under and i like your teaser and i i also would probably side with the Patriots in this one, but I'm going to be playing the total instead. Great stuff as always, David. Thank you so much. Good luck in week seven. Thanks. Enjoy. Have a good evening. You got it. David Behrman joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776. You want to chime in? Feel free to. Um, when we get back, I'll share with you some of the other plays that I like. Like I said, I, you know, Dave and I were talking about it. Not a, not a great slate this week. It's just not uh, but but I, I think that there's some fun stuff uh, that you can do in, in regard to um, obviously playing a lot of these lines over-unders and whatnot, and we'll dive into that. Also, still coming your way, Mike Clay at ESPN uh, and I, we have a podcast we do every Friday, and we give you our favorite prop bets heading into week seven. Uh, we'll play I'll play that for you coming up momentarily, so stay tuned for that. And also... Um, Aaron Schatz will join us and and we'll dive into some of the plays that him and I like heading into week seven as well. Uh, l- before we do take a break, um, let me uh, let me check in on the uh, the score here um, for the Astros and the Red Sox. So uh, it's still bottom of the eighth. Astros are still up 2-0. Again, Astros lead the series 3-2. They win tonight. They advance to... Um, the World Series, and they wait for the winner of Atlanta and the Dodgers. They play tomorrow. So uh, they play tomorrow at 5 o'clock. If, for whatever reason, the Red Sox do come back tonight, they don't have uh, that much time left, then uh, that Game 7 will be played at 8 p.m. tomorrow. Okay? So that's where that stands. Welcome back to Weekend Wager. Nita Marks with you. Brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. As we head into week seven, a lot of teams on a bye. What does that mean? Not a lot to choose from, but there are some plays that I do like. Um, And to break it down with me is Aaron Schatz from footballoutsiders.com. Make sure you follow him on all things social media. Check them out as well. So, Aaron, welcome in. Let's start first and foremost with the Raiders. Uh, Favored by three against the Eagles. I like the Raiders here. They're, uh, you know, surprised me big time last week as they, uh, 
did not wave the white flag considering all that went down with John Gruden. And they really had a valiant effort and, uh, and pulled out a win last week. Now they're back home, hopefully with that same energy and excitement. And they're going up against an Eagles team that just looked horrendous last week. Also, I don't think a lot of people are really giving Derek Carr enough credit. You know, he's, he's really quietly flying under the radar and putting a solid season together. Folks might not be aware of this, but number one quarterback in the NFL with most completions of 20 yards or more. His completion percentage of explosive passing plays is really, really fantastic. A lot of that obviously has to do with, uh, with Ruggs, his wide receiver. But nonetheless, this is an offense that is gelling. And, uh, and again, the Eagles' disappointing loss, an embarrassing loss last week, now has to go travel out there to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. I like them at home. Raiders minus three. What do you think about this matchup? Uh, I agree with you about Carr. We wrote about him this week in our film room column on Football Outsiders. Derek Klassen wrote about how he's going deep much more often and has more confidence going deep. Uh, but their defense is not good and their running game is not good at all. Uh, we actually have Philadelphia slightly higher than Las Vegas in our DVOA rating. I know that's a little bit surprising, but Philadelphia has played a little bit better than their record so far, and Vegas not quite as good as their record. So I actually think this line is pretty close to what it should be, and I wouldn't want to play this game on either side. So you're, this, is, this is a pass for you? I would pass on this one, yeah. I'm not going against your bet but I wouldn't be going with it either. Got it. Uh, side note, a uh, little prop bet that I like in this matchup is Jalen Hurts over eight and a half rushing attempts. Um, I do believe, you know, the Raiders, they don't, they don't blitz much. They don't feel like they have to. So um, I do believe that there's going to be some open lanes for him um, heading into this game. Uh, number two, game number two I like is the Colts getting four against the 49ers. Again, I don't think Carson Wentz is getting enough respect in regard to the season that he's putting together as of late. Now, granted, when he's not pressured, uh, he's 70% completion percentage. He's averaging 11 yards per attempt. The 49ers rank 24th in pressure rate and 15th in sack rate. So chances are he's going to have some time. I know Kyle has an extra week to kind of get it together on top of that. Jimmy Garoppolo expected to play, but he's dealing with a calf injury. And even if they wanted to go to Trey Lance, um, he hasn't been practicing because of a knee injury. So I really like the Colts in this spot, getting the four. Yeah, we have San Francisco higher than Indy. We have Indy higher than I think people would expect. We have them 15th now because they've really come up in the last couple weeks. But we actually have San Francisco, this is kind of amazing, 10th despite the fact that they have a losing record. I agree with you that the injuries are an issue. I don't know if Garoppolo is going to fully be himself with the cap injury, um, and they can't go to Lance. So I'm not necessarily in favor going with San Francisco on this one, but I don't think I'm really in favor of going on Indy either. This is another one I would kind of stay away from. <laughs> so both my plays are, are big passes for you. I've got one more for you. Let's see if you dive into it. And that is... Um, that is, it's a two team, six point teaser. I've been doing well with these, these, this season and I'm going Patriots. I'm going to tease the Patriots down to minus one at home against the jets. We know Bill Belichick's record and how good he is against rookie quarterbacks. Even though Zach Wilson, uh, in that crew have had two weeks to prepare for the Patriots. And also I really love the Packers, the Washington football team. They're an infirmary right now. They've got injuries across the board. Every, 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 uh, position group, so, and I, I like the way that the Packers are playing. Aaron Rodgers, I think he's going to sling that rock. I got him over one and a half touchdown passes. Uh, Devontae Adams, over seven and a half receptions. I think the Packers can really take advantage of a very disappointing uh, Washington defense this season. So, again, a two team, six point teaser Patriots minus one against the Jets, Packers minus one and a half against the Washington football team. What say you? Yeah, you know, the Washington front four is still playing really well. It's just that their secondary has been abysmal. So I am totally with you on those passing props and the Devontae Adams receiving props. And I do like this one. I would be a little bit worried that Washington's going to get frisky and beat Green Bay, but you're basically, with a minus one line, you're basically betting that the Patriots just win and that the Packers just win, and those are pretty good bets. So I like this one. Um, some other team total overs that I like the Rams and Matthew Stafford getting up, getting to go up against his former team 
in LA. I like Rams over 33 and a half team total points. I'm all over Stafford, over passing yards, over two and a half touchdown passes. I think Cooper Cup has a monster day. And also Kansas City Chiefs, team total over 30 and a half. I mean, you know, Buffalo put up 31, should have should have been, you know, 38 if uh, Josh Allen would have tripped and stumbled trying to uh, convert that first down. But nonetheless, I think Mahomes has a big day as well. So two, you know, I, I don't like Lane double digit you know, I don't like laying anything double digit, you know, minus 10, minus 12, minus, what is it, 17 and a half, like crazy numbers. But I do like to look at the team total overs, especially when you've got unbelievable matchups. Tennessee's defense is just horrendous, as well as the Detroit Lions. Thoughts on those two team total overs? Yeah, I like both of those. I like the Kansas City one more than I like uh, the Rams one. The Rams, that's a pretty high number, even though the Detroit defense is bad. But Kansas City... They're averaging 30.8 points a game this year, and the Tennessee defense is bad. They're going to go over that. So with that being said, I've shared with you some of my favorite picks in plays heading into Week 7. What are some of yours? Give me your top play, Aaron. My top play is Miami plus 2.5 against Atlanta. Atlanta is in last place in our TVOA ratings, and Miami is also very bad, but they're not in last place. They're 28, and a lot of that came with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. And I realize that slagging Tua Tagovailoa is like a national sport right now, but he is better than Jacoby Brissett and, frankly, has been pretty average for a first-round quarterback in their first nine starts. Like, people keep expecting him to be some kind of superstar like Justin Herbert has been. Well, he's not that good, but he's also not terrible, and he's certainly better than Brissett. And so Miami is the better team overall, and I think this game should be even, not Atlanta two by two and a half. So I like going with Miami plus two and a half. Love it. Love it. Uh, Aaron, always great. Uh, to have you on. We so appreciate you here on 98.7 ESPN. Good luck in week seven, my friend. Good luck to you too. All right. I want to thank uh, Aaron Schatz for joining us here on Weekend Wager. Again, I'm Anita Marks. This is brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. I'm back with you tomorrow, but uh, different time because, you know, we've got we've got, I mean, what a great time. Let's be honest. What a great time it is right now, right? We've got hockey. We've got Playoff baseball, NBA started, NFL is in action. So um, we've got a lot of games here on 98.7 ESPN. So my show typically on Saturdays from noon to 3 has been moved. I'm going to be with you from 6 to 8.30 tomorrow night. So uh, so just, just FYI. So uh, please, hopefully, uh, you'll be around and you can tune in tomorrow evening to the Anita Mark show. Again, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Really do appreciate it. Um, hope you have a great weekend and hopefully uh, I'll hear from you tomorrow for the Anita Mark show again, six to eight 30. This has been weekend wager brought to you by BetMGM sports. Have a great night, everybody. This is the weekend wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.